0: Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access. But how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings? by filling at your own hospital pharmacies. Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years. And our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan.
1: Bo and Luke Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Bo and Luke Show. I'm your co-host, Luke Kerrigan, here with your other co-host, Bo Bravo. And we have a guy that I got to know really well over the past year, Eric Van Duren. Originally, uh, I met him when he was at Spectrum Health out in Michigan, very large health system. Uh, he's now the Chief Talent Acquisition Officer at Bon Secours Mercy Health, based out of Ohio, uh, 50 or 60,000 employees, like big across multiple states. Uh, Eric's job as chief talent acquisition officer is to obviously keep, uh, the ministry staffed as much as they can. This shouldn't be taken lightly. If you don't know anything about, uh, healthcare talent acquisition, or you've been hiding under a rock ever since the pandemic hit. And even before that, it was a very, very difficult, uh, situation. Eric runs a team of almost 140 people. Uh, is responsible for, you know, we we became, I'd say really good friends, uh, brainstorming on how to change the game of healthcare recruiting. And what I love about Eric and, you know, Eric, we can jump into this in a second is, you know, I sell talent acquisition software to a lot of folks across different industries, you know, mainly in healthcare. A lot of times, you know, folks purchase something or they want to make a little bit of a difference, but It's only inching along a little bit. Eric comes out and he says, you know what? No, let's transform it. Let's change the game and let's be number one. Uh, If we need to drop a grenade and everything that we've done and totally rethink it, then let's go do that. Um, And to be on this journey with you, Eric, is just incredible. Uh, We've been looking forward to this. So welcome to the show, man.
2: Luke, my friend. Thank you. Uh, Good to be here. Excited. You you have me pumped up to talk through, you know. (laughs) to talk through this today. Bo, good to see you as well. Thanks for having me, me too.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: So Eric, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your journey for transformation here. Um, you know, what, what is the end result that you're looking for? Cause I, this is what really pumps me up whenever we talk.
2: Right. So, so, you know, 15 years, healthcare, talent acquisition, you know, experience, you mentioned, mentioned spectrum health, you know, a, a bulk of my career. Oh, well, Six months ago now, uh, joined Bon Secours Mercy Health with the with the excitement because I was sold on excellence. You know what the ministry does, the services they provide, but also the bar that they set. You know, I got some insight to the talent acquisition team here, just incredible, doing great work. And you know, I said, you know, I could see this team not only just maintaining this excellent work, but really becoming the best talent acquisition team in the nation. Um, five or six months in haven't seen one thing that makes me think otherwise. I mean, the talent here, the dedication, the focus really is exciting. And, and Luke, you mentioned like when we have our discussions, just the, 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 brainstorming sessions, you know, this, this industry, healthcare, talent acquisition, just ripe for change and ripe to be a true different differentiator, unlike ever before for health systems. So uh, the people here, the talent here, the team that surrounds me is just incredible. And it really is, you know, I want to be, you know, a national leader and helping others kind of kind of raise the tide for all because of the work, the work of employment, the work of healthcare is so critical, so important. You know, let's just uh, continue to raise the game and continue to better, uh, you know, communities uh, across the world.
1: Absolutely. Bo, I know you came from the healthcare space as well. Yeah. So you have a little bit of experience in here too.
3: Yeah. And I want to give um, I just applaud your efforts, Eric, because and, and I'm sure I'm sure you see this as well. Uh it's fascinating to me, you know, having a, an HR background my entire career. Um, and, and I love what you're I love the striving for excellence to be the best that you can be, building, you know, you're building high performing teams. Resonates with me um for sure. But when you're scrolling through LinkedIn these days, right. What do you see most common I, I see it all it's the same stuff it's the we're hiring we're hiring we're hiring join our team, but it's like okay, so is everybody else right I don't see much effort being put forth in why why would anybody even want to click on that and and look at what you have to offer there's no differentiation there's no it's it doesn't seem like there was any brainstorming going into how are we going to attract Talent, right? And and it's um, uh, whether you want to say it's frustrating or it's aggravating, um, it's like, yep, I probably would not click on that because you're just doing the same thing you've always done.
2: I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, the the market or you know your LinkedIn page, it's it's filled with job fair, career fair. Here's a posting. Here's a sign-on bonus. Here's a a benefit Uh that you know we can offer you. The truth is. those things are expected. They're table stakes. I mean, I mean, you look left, you look right. They're going to be there. So the differentiator for us and how I view it, it's, it's experience. I mean, what experiences are you creating? You know, healthcare employers, especially large ones are typically, you know, one of the largest or the largest employee in their Mm -hmm. communities. So the experiences you provide are not only an experience for, for a potential job offer, But you're lifting an individual to make an impact on their family, on others within the community. So Mm -hmm. providing these experiences and storytelling, what is your story? I mean, how are you different? Because organizations are. You have to be consistent. You have to be intentional. And you have to have that focus to say, okay, I'm going to open up and tell you who we truly are. And if that story holds true, post-offer, you know, the first Mm -hmm. 90 days, the first year, That's the momentum you get with one of your most important, you know, candidate generation tactics with employee referrals, word of mouth, who are you, what is your brand? What do you offer and how do you attract others in? So I completely agree. And it really is going to take that intention of savvy, you know, talent acquisition teams to say, Hey, we might have to call a pause here and look at things, you know, a little bit differently.
1: Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what's so unique about healthcare as well? uh, Well, there's a lot unique about it, but number one, I don't think people realize that usually healthcare is the largest employer in every area they operated, largest employer in every city. But another thing that we need to be mindful of, and Eric's very good about being mindful of this, and you can see it in the transformation, is in healthcare, every single candidate is also your customer. There is not choice. And, you know, where you're going to the hospital, when something happens, a lot of times, you know, if the doctor is in your network, you're going, uh, where that is dictated. Uh, Eric, that's something that I, I, I feel like kind of oozes out of your process. When you talk to people that you really want everything to be a positive interaction, whether somebody joins the team or not.
2: I mean, absolutely. When you are in a community with, with a large healthcare employer, they've either, been a patient or will be a patient or know someone that is a patient. It is all connected. So you need to provide respectful processes, respectful experiences that, Hey, most times when you apply for a job, odds are you're not going to get it. You know, one person gets it several don't. So you have to provide I kind of view it as experiences that, okay, if someone does not get a job, they're still going to come to us for care. They still have that respect. They still have that brand loyalty, and that's how you have to view this. It's not one of many. You have to make someone feel one of one. But the trick is, how do you scale that? How do you build a process like that? And that's like, you know, partners or, or tech stacks, technology stacks are so important, leveraging technology and giving you the ability to, to scale the, those experiences. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric, talk to us a little bit about uh, switching from defense to offense in talent acquisition. So something that we come across all the time is we look at talent acquisition teams and, you know, they, the recruiters just don't have enough time to do the things that are considered offense, like sourcing, going out and actively uh, searching for and speaking to candidates. A lot of times they're just, you know, their day is filled with coordinating interviews, uh, talking about wage compression, just these little things that healthcare has to deal with that other industries don't. Uh, I feel like when, when you go and look at a team, like your, your gut reaction is, okay, let's, let's turn this to offense as well. Let's be mindful about the administrative tasks, uh, but push it forward. Tell us a little bit about how you do that, how you get people motivated to do that. Um, you, you know, ever since you joined, we, I think I've seen a change just from watching it on the outside.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we just can't underestimate how challenging healthcare recruitment has been. You know, just uh, the, the demand for healthcare services skyrocketing, the employment gap, widening educational pipelines of students to uh, to, to candidates, just, you know, really being cut short. Just that shock, just that complexity, the financial pressures, it's very natural for teams to kind of kind of shell up and say, okay, what have we done in the past? What do we know how to do? We know how to interview and screen and, and do this. And we're gonna we're, we're just gonna do more of it and you know, try to try to dig out of this hole, which is, you know, fairly fairly common. For me, it's okay, we have to take a step back because we can go two ways. We can retreat. Or we can see this as an opportunity. We can see this as how can we be different? How can we motivate a team that has been through, you know, through this this these hard times, and keep taking steps forward? And I know we've talked about this before, Luke, but it's it's bringing life to work. So you talk work-life balance. So I view that in two ways. It's bringing life to your team. So how do you how do you bond bond like smart? How do you stay connected? How are you in it to win it? And we will follow each other. But then also how you bring life to the work from the the vantage point of meaning, meaningful work. I mean, we're in employment, we're in healthcare, we are saving lives, we can never lose sight of that story. So it's taking a step back, it's lifting up, and it's making sure the team understands why we're here, what we're doing, and how we're going to do this together, how we're going to win together, if we have some losses, how we're going to learn together, and how we're going to care for each other together. So doing that is a, is a recipe that I've I found successful and, and one that, you know, it's a team that, you know, I like, I, I like to be on. So that's kind of, kind of helped shape my leadership style.
3: Eric, do you find, um, when you're on a team like that and, and with your leadership and, um, people are working together and, and they bring their life to work and your team's performing really well that then when it comes to times, um, when, and you talk about Luke and I like to say work-life harmony versus work-life balance, right? We want sure. it, we want it harmonized. But then, when it's time for your teammate, let's say take a vacation, and they're gonna they're gonna go out. The rest of the team, um, do you find that they are like, you know what, we got is we got we got our teammates back. Let them take their vacation and let them let them rest and enjoy their family time or wherever they're going or whatever they're doing. We'll take care of the we'll take care of the work while they're gone. We don't need to bother them, right? Do you find that is is what kind of takes place? Versus you kind of feel like you always have to be plugged in because there's nobody taking care of your stuff while you're gone.
2: Yeah, so 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 me personally, I don't want to be plugged in all the time, you know, I want to be able to, to spend time with my, you know, my wife Emily, my son Elliot, I, you know, take the vacation. So how do we how do we structure that in a team so everyone can have those experiences? So right. At the at the core it's it's building a structure that attracts team members that one are savvy enough to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go on vacation. So I'm going to know what I need to do before Friday that I leave. That's going to sure. kind of set my team up for success. But then like, exactly like you said, the the rallying around this individual to support so many times individuals come back and they're like, wow, like, like that was awesome. Like, like my desk is still clean. You know, it's not a mess. Yeah. It's not a fire. And I was able to rest recharge healthier. You know, if I'm healthy at home, good chance. I'm healthy at work and, and vice yeah. versa. So I, I would say absolutely Bo.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, guys, I've been going down like rabbit holes with this and I'm, I'm starting to learn that it's very individualized. Uh, like when you unplug or how somebody unplugged. So here's like a great example, you know, is we, we read lots of things where they're, they say, Oh, take that family time completely unplugged for an entire week. Don't pay attention to anything. You'll you, anything workwise. You'll thank yourself, guys. I can tell you right now. Like I will get visibly anxious if that's the case for me. Like I cannot do it. Uh, I heard the uh, the phrase "fun is no fun" if you know you're letting somebody down. And for me, in order to truly enjoy that time with my family, even if it's a vacation day, I need to plug in in the morning. Let's say six a.m. for twenty minutes. And just make sure there's no emergencies, no fires. I need to make sure that I'm not letting my coworkers down, that I'm not letting any of my clients down. Um, And if that only takes 20 minutes, I can really focus fully on uh, my family and I get more out of it from both. But I do also want to be mindful that there's other people that completely are not like that and they need the chance to completely unplug. So I, I feel like business needs to, and I'm veering off topic, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like business gets to a way, it needs to get to a point where we're, um, you know, we're, we're really accommodating the individual based on what they know about themselves and what that, might, what that might mean. Because if somebody comes to me, a teammate and says, look, my personality is I need to totally unplug for a week. I'm going to say, you know what? I got you. Don't even worry about it. I'll put it into my daily routine and you don't even have to check your email because it's done. Consider it done. Um, But uh, there's just no one size fits all answer to that. I feel like.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bo and Luke nation, discover your leadership edge with edge leadership Academy. Their expert coaching transforms high performers into influential leaders, whether in business or athletics, They tailor their approach to your unique journey. Embrace their mentorship and workshops to elevate your leadership skills. Join the ranks of those who lead with confidence and purpose. Visit edgeleadershipacademy.com to start your transformation. Edge Leadership Academy, where leaders are made. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
2: It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I view it. So, so you always have to have framework but then also kind of kind of individual flexibility so let's let's say recognition you know some like public recognition some like a, a thank you note some like a you know maybe a little spot bonus means more maybe you know a stretch opportunity may, needs more again not not one size fits all so it's being you know savvy enough or having enough emotional intelligence where you, you can realize that and you can communicate and say hey for me to stay you know, healthy. I like to do this or, Hey, you know, it's been a long run. I need, I need the week and I'm, it's going to be off. And here's how I'm going to set the team up for success. And, and then the rest of the team gets, gets your back. So I agree.
1: That's awesome. That's Luke, awesome. I
3: wonder how many times you do that. Do you actually see that there was an emergency Ooh, that you had to be, that, that you were not like privy to, or someone didn't already notify you or call you. Like, do you ever really see that, you know, you're logging in, you're checking email at six o'clock in the morning, you're on vacation that you actually see like, oh my gosh, Eric's having an emergency. I got to reach out to him and take care of this.
1: No, no, but I, I do get to keep small problems, small. When I do that, mm-hmm. you know, so like if Eric were having a, something that I'm like, look, if I didn't pay attention to this for five days, it was going to be a giant problem. I'd much rather spend like five, 10 minutes on it while it's small, knock it out. Maybe tell a team member to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed, Bo, about keeping small problems small. I do not like big problems. Uh, yeah, That's my worst. God, Beau, that's my worst nightmare. Please know.
2: You, you have me <laughs> laughing on my notepad right here. I have a note because I I heard one of our executives say this week, you know, you want to slay the dragon when it's a small dragon, right? So that's exactly what you're saying. You don't want to slay a big dragon. So you had me me smiling with that story.
1: Oh, that's good. See, we all think alike. Hmm. It's good stuff. Eric, getting back to uh, the changes you're making over at Bonsacore Mercy Health and with the ministry, I'm so excited to see where this goes. Tell our listeners what success means to you. So like, let's say you look... Your vision is aimed one year down the line. What does this look like late July, 2023, uh, that you want to accomplish? Tell us about that a little bit.
2: Yeah. So, so at the core, I mean, we continue to elevate outcomes, you know, what, what's important to us whether that, you know, experiences, the number of individuals we hire, the number of individuals retain, we have the focus on what those numbers are. So for us, you know, it'll be, it'll be hires, it'll be nursing hires, it'll be experience, Okay, how do we build this in a scalable way? So we know the healthcare industry under incredible financial stress. So you will continue to see see growth. You know, into, you know, some organizations will need help, and some will be the ones you know doing doing the growing. Essentially, so sure. scalability is through technology. It's much easier to accelerate or de, you know decelerate versus. Here's a bunch more FDEs or people to, to recruit. Okay, now we have to do some layoffs because you know recruitment has slowed. So scalable process, supported by automation, reaching new highs in our numbers. And just a, a team that I want to be a part of. And what type of team do I want to be a part of? One that has fun, one that you know looks for high performance, one that has each other's back, and one that my, you know, my boss can go to his peers and say, hey check this out. We have a team that we're going to continue to invest in because they're credible. They're delivering bottom line results and they're bringing value to the most important part of our organization, which is our people. So we have to focus on our people and we get that right. We're going to be looking pretty good.
1: I love that about having fun too. It's so important. So important in any job that you have that you're actually having fun doing it. Uh, I mean, look, we spend almost more time Doing this than we do with our families. Why shouldn't it be fun?
2: Right. I like to smile, so
3: that's right.
1: So do we. So do we. <laughs> awesome. uh, Eric, you were sending us. We were texting this morning. You sent us some awesome pictures uh, from Michigan. We saw a beautiful Michigan sunrise. Um, but I, I know from getting to know you, you're uh, you stay very healthy, very active. Bo and I did a season about battle rhythm, so like the daily routine. Obviously, you know, you're a young guy, you've been successful. You're in the C-suite now and get, have a nice seat at the table. Tell us about the day-to-day of Eric. Like, what are you doing to keep yourself sharp and set yourself up for success every day? Yeah. So, so
2: you have to know what's important to you. So what's important to me, my family, my wife, family, my son, Elliot. So making sure that I am the best husband, the best father I can be, that helps keep me, keep me motivated and healthy healthy at work. You mentioned health, you know, don't always get it right, but, you know, try to try to maintain a a good sense of health. Exercise is, uh, is important to me. It, it is a stress, stress reliever. It also gives me a time to think. So when you talk day to day, you also have to know your own rhythm. So I'm, you know, I usually get up early some days. That means I, I knock some stuff out of my computer because I want to set myself up for the day. Sometimes that means I'll hit the gym Sometimes when I'm at the gym, I'm listening to music. Sometimes I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I have my headphones in just because I want to center myself and and think about the day. So a good start today, that organization, I know that's like prime thinking time for me. Some people, it's middle of the day. Some it's end of the day. End of the day, eight o'clock at night. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty spent. You know, I'm I'm ready to hit the sack and, and wake up the next morning. So it's understanding when you are most productive and then I would say getting the most out of those productive hours. So if I'm up early, I'm able to knock some stuff out, get to dedicate more time to my family, you know, at night, it's usually a good, you know, recipe for, for success
1: for me. That's awesome. I love that you switch it up based on, you know, kind of what you're feeling that day. Sure. Cause I myself have gotten into a rut where I'm like, Oh, yeah, I would do the same morning routine for like three weeks. And like, by like day five, like, um, it's just, it, I don't get the same results cause I'm not really feeling it. I'm going through the motions just like anything else,
2: you know? Absolutely. And you have to mix it up. So I you mentioned, I sent you a picture. So I've, I've never had a garden before. So I'm putting a garden in my yard and this morning's workout was brought the wheelbarrow out back and, and picked up rocks for an hour. Again, had the headphones in, but got, got the sunrise, smelled the fresh air, fired me up and I'm ready to go today.
1: I love it. Listeners. This is something you can do tomorrow. I mean, if you're on the, if you're on the West coast, you can do it today yeah. when, this, mm-hmm. when this, when this releases, right. So, uh, Eric, before we let you go, um, just sort of pepper you with a random question, uh, book recommendation book that changed your life can be on any topic. <laughs> yeah.
2: How about the one I, I recently sent to you? So that's, uh, yes. po- yeah. So the, the power of moments, um, I first, you know, you know, read this book. Actually, I listened to it on audible during a morning workout probably 2 years ago and it really talks about the kind of the science behind experiences peak experiences they call them pit experiences so kind of those negatives how how can you avoid those and how to make experiences memorable but also you know why why some stick with you for so long so it's that science it's uh it's an easy read it's one of those reads that kind of makes you challenge yourself as a leader like like wow have i if I've been a crappy leader, you know what, there's like so much things in here that open my eyes that you know you want to do a little bit differently. So I found it helpful. We're actually doing it, you know, reading this amongst our leadership team right now and, and forming a book club. So one of the things about leading a team that I found valuable is continue to find ways to bring learning to your team members because the more we learn, the more we grow, the more we enrich as professionals the better, our, you know, our work product is and what we can deliver yep. to each other. And it's engaging. And so we do, you know, we we'll finish this book in probably six weeks and then you add it to the shelf and then you go to book club, book number two, and then three and then four. So it's just kind of this continuous learning cycle that brings bonding and fun and
1: in, learning as well. So the power of moments. Couldn't agree more. We can all create better moments for people personally, professionally, everything.
2: Great call out. I mean, both personal and professional. So things you can use at work, at home, you get that combo. Boom.
1: Now we're we're talking. That's right. It's fun stuff to do. It's fun stuff. Well, good stuff. Well, uh, Eric, we'll let you get to your workday. I know you got a lot of things ahead, uh, but we thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Eric Van Duren, everybody, Chief Talent Acquisition Officer at Bon Secours Mercy Health. Uh, We're going to have you back in a year, once you make all these changes and uh, have a look back and and see what changed, and high five on the successes. So, thanks so much for being on the show and uh, Bo and Luke Nation. That's a wrap.